Wow. So thank you so much for tuning in. This is exciting. My very first podcast episode. And I'm just going to give a little background on what to expect. Um, It's a working title. So right now I'm going with pendejadas because that's exactly the type of shit I'm on. Pinches pendejadas. Um, Been doing that for about 35 years and I'm not sure I'm going to be stopping soon. I'm going to be talking about um, dating in this new age where it's like Tinder, OkCupid, Match.com. I'll be sharing um, mainly some of my experiences, but I will also have um, guests come on and speak about their experiences. And we're just going to chat about our pendejadas together. Um, Also... Uh, You can also, if you would like, you can read some of these messages that I get. I screenshot them and post them up on my Instagram, beatrobot, one word. I'm also on Snapchat if you're interested on following the pendejadas I have on there. Uh, Again, beatrobot. Also, just um, giving more on what to expect. I'm going to be talking about dating as a single mother, dating as a Latina single mother, and my experiences in that aspect, because it's different. Um, And also, I'm a working mom. I'm also working on undergrad. I run a clinic. So those are things that contribute to my now dating life. Um, I was single for about 14 years up until recently, a couple months ago, I was in a relationship. Totally awesome guy. So great. Um, But for some reason, we just didn't work. We had met on Tinder, my ex-boyfriend and I, we met on Tinder and I am not the type of person to just be spontaneous. And people who know me personally are just like, oh, my God, you know, Yesenia, she's so fun. She's just out there. But in reality, every single thing that I do, I have thought about it at least a hundred times in my head. Then after I do it, I'm still thinking about it and like consulting with people like, oh my gosh, I've done it. So I love spontaneity. I just myself am not a spontaneous person. I cannot handle the pressure of being spontaneous. (laughs) And that sucks. (laughs) So that's uh, that's where I'm at in my life. (laughs) Um, I'm a mom to a teenager. So that should be interesting. Um, It's actually interesting dating. Because now I don't need to um, worry about babysitters and stuff like that. So that's awesome. Um, But then again, I have like, I call her my boyfriend. Because she'll be blowing up my phone, trying to ask me like where I'm at. What time am I coming home? What am I doing? Who am I with? But yeah, so those are those are the things that I have to experience now dating as a Latina single mom. But yeah, going back to this guy we met on Tinder. Um, uh, 
again, this guy, I and I don't necessarily have a type of guy, but if I did, he would not be it. Like he wasn't even close to what I was looking for in a partner. But I don't know, we met and it was just like freaking crazy. It was just like, I don't know, like it was like this instant connection for me. And we got along great. The date was awesome. And um, yeah, we had like a great couple dates. And I was just like, hey, want to be my boyfriend? And that's just kind of like how it happened. And boom, I was in a relationship. I was like, wow, <laughs> that was easy. <laughs> um, yeah, so like after having dated for a couple months, um, you know, we were off to like a rocky start. I'm crazy independent. I need my space. I'm used to sort of being alone and I'm not used to checking in with someone. I'm not used to checking to see how they're feeling and that was a hard point for me because I don't know how to worry about somebody else other than myself and my kid. So it was it was hard. It was very hard and you know, he's such a great guy that I couldn't I was like I got to fucking figure this out or he's going to bounce. And, um, yeah, so, um, early on he was just like, you know, you're kind of awesome. And I'm like, I know this. And he was the first one to hint that he was in love and surprise, I've never been in love before. So I was just like, what the fuck? What do you mean you're in love? Like, I just kind of went in on his ass because, I was like, who the fuck is in love with somebody like after like four weeks? Like, this is crazy. Like, I know. I know that I'm that fucking awesome. But like, I don't know. I just, I mean, in my early 20s, like I had guys who were just like, yeah, you know, like you're the fucking shit. And I could definitely see myself with you. And I'm like, chill out. Not, you know, like, whatever. But yeah, so I feel like initially that was, what helped kind of steer our relationship into its demise because I just didn't validate his feelings on how he felt for me. Like it wasn't up to me to determine how soon was soon enough or it just wasn't up to me to make that decision for him. I should have validated him and accepted how he felt for me instead of me make the decision for him not being in love with me or whatever it was. So that's kind of like where I like fucked up. And I'm used to everything I want, I get it for myself. Obviously, I'm used to it. I'm used to not having to ask for something because I just go out and get it. And like with him, and this sounds stupid now, looking back in retrospect, that I expected him to read my mind. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's fucking dumb. I know it's dumb. And saying it out loud makes me even fucking dumber. And I'm just like, oh, God. Um, but yeah, so it was my birthday and he didn't really do much like I expected you know like a breakfast or something you know and I know sometimes money can be an issue but I, 
if you would have just made me breakfast at your house or came to my house and made me breakfast or like just did something with me just so that it was special or made me feel special, like that's all I could have wanted. But I feel like he had this idea of the type of person that I was. He did mention to me that I want like a lavish life and I want these extravagant things and I want to, you know, like I, I need like name brand things. And I was like, what the, which, I mean, I'm the type of girl who doesn't like to fucking fix my hair. And if where I'm going doesn't require pants, you better fucking believe I'm not going to wear them. I just don't fucking like to fix my hair and I don't like to wear pants. It's just it's what it is. And um, that's why I love going to the beach of the summer because I'll walk around in my fucking bathing suit like all day. But yeah, so that's kind of like, you know, I guess I wasn't appreciative of what was happening. And I'm not going to say I guess. I'm not going to downplay my role here. Uh I wasn't being as appreciative as I should have with the little things that he did to go out of his way to make my birthday special. And I tried to run from the relationship every chance I got because I'm not, I'm just like, I'm the type of girl that if I go on a date and your fucking shoes are filthy, like I'm going to leave you in the restaurant and I'm leaving. I'm not going to deal with this shit. And that's the kind of stuff that I was dealing with. And I was treating him like he was one of those guys. And he wasn't. He most definitely was not one of those guys. Like this guy was my boyfriend. And I obviously saw something in him that I didn't see in somebody in anyone else if I gave him that title because I chose him to be my boyfriend, you know? And I just wasn't being very appreciative and I just wasn't, I just wasn't being a great girlfriend. And I've never been in love before. So I have no idea at this point, like, what, what does it feel like? How do you know? Like, I have no fucking idea, like, how that works. So day after my birthday, like we get into like this big thing via text and he just like fucking breaks up with me via text message. It's ugly. And the next day I'm just like fucking blindsided, not blindsided. I mean, I don't know. I I, I don't know what to, I didn't know what to expect. I was just like, whatever. I woke up in the morning and then I saw like the text message like this is fucking for real. We are broken up. That's it. Then I'm just like, oh, fuck, I got to go see him. I, You know, like, I got to do something to win this man back. He was like, I don't want to fucking talk to you. Um, if you come over to my house, I'm going to call the police, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, ain't nobody trying to get locked up here. So <laughs> let me just chill out, take my space, whatever, and see what happens. Give him his space. Let's see what happens. So in those in that week that we had been broken up, I'm like thinking to myself, fuck, I can't eat. My stomach is in knots. I can't sleep. I'm just like, what the fuck is this? Is Am, am, am I in love? Like, do I love this guy? Could it be like this fucking guy? This is the fucking guy that I love? Like, I can't fucking believe it. Like, this guy was... 
nothing. He looked nothing like somebody I wanted. But he had all the qualities of everything I was looking for. And I just couldn't connect the two. Like, this guy does not look like what I'm, I would normally be with. But yet, he has everything that I'm looking for. And I just, like, couldn't fucking believe this. And we're we're completely opposite people. He's more introverted. And I'm extroverted at times, mostly. So I would say, like, I'm an extroverted introvert. But for the most part, I'm an extrovert and he's an introvert. And I was just like, oh, my God, I fucking love this guy. I'm, oh, my God. Now that I love this guy, like, he just, like, fucking dumped me. Like, what? And I've never been dumped before. So (laughs) I'm just like, this is already hard for me to take as it is. Like, I've never been dumped. And now I just came to the realization that I fucking love this guy. So here I am, like, with all this, like, stuff floating through my head. I'm, like, crying because I'm just like, oh, my God. Like, I realized that I love him and he doesn't even know how I feel. How am I going to tell him and he doesn't want to talk to me right now? So I, like, gave him a couple days to just chill out and, you know, see what's up. And we ended up talking and I let him know how I felt and that I was going to work on being more appreciative and, being more open with my emotions, being more vocal with how I feel because as a Latina, we're not really, the women don't really show their emotions to their family. Like we're the ones who keep everybody together. So we're not really entitled to that freedom of having emotions. And that's sort of where I was. I'm just like, I'm not going to fucking show you how I care. That's it. Like, it's just not because I didn't want to, but it was just because just that's just how I was. So now, like, we're dating a couple months, whatever. I get um, our roles have changed now. Like, now I was him and he was me. He's more cautious and with his guard up. And I'm just like, oh, I fucking love this guy. Like, I'm dancing on pillow clouds and you know, running through flower fields and not getting stung by bees. Like, this is just fucking great. And him, on the other hand, he's just, like, being, like, more reserved and more cautious. And he's like, you know, well, I don't know what he's like because I wasn't in his head, but I'm just guessing, like, if I could say what he was like, like, this is what he was. So it's just like now we're in this relationship. Now we're boyfriend and girlfriend. And... We're into it for, you know, three months. Like, we passed our 90-day probation. Uh, So we made it. Congratulations to us. And so here we are. It's like a couple days before Valentine's Day. He is experiencing some episode of depression. And I don't want to downplay what he was going through because I don't really know what he was going through. We hadn't really talked too much about this part of his life. So he's experienced some things that I could never imagine when he was in Iraq. So I can't even begin to explain how he felt or what he was feeling. 
I just know at the time, I didn't know how to be a partner for him. I didn't know how to be that supportive partner. So for him, he was always like, I got your back. You know, don't worry about it. Like whatever comes your way, if you can't fucking figure it out, I'm going to be there to help you. Like you don't have to do this by yourself. That was just the kind of partner that he was for me. I, on the other hand, was more like, I don't fucking know what I'm doing here. So I don't know. I guess I'm just going to wing it and see what happens. Or what I did was I would turn to people who I thought would be the best people to get advice from. And now having experienced what I've gone through, it has definitely made me realize that some of your most closest people in your circle don't always have the best intentions. And not that they don't have the best intentions, but they might not always have the best advice to give you. Sometimes they're just negative people or sometimes they just don't want to see you happy. And it's it's a very shitty thing to realize that there may potentially be people in your circle who don't want to see you happy, but it's a fact. It's a reality. And unfortunately, I had to experience that. I had to experience people in my circle giving me advice just to kind of, you know, want me to be single just so that everybody, all of us can be single together or just not genuinely want to see me happy and want to see me experience heartbreak. It was just the advice I was getting, I looked up, not that I looked up to these people, but I valued everyone's opinion. I valued their thoughts on what I was going through. And because I felt that they cared about me as a person, that the advice they would be giving me would be helpful to me. And so during this time that he needed me, I was just like, you know, I don't, I, you know, what do you want me to do for you? Like, what type of partner can I be? And so I've already had had some experience dealing with depression with my daughter. So like my daughter and I, we went to classes and I learned how to navigate through her episodes of depression when I can see them coming on. I can see the onset. I can see when she's kind of getting into that mode or when she's getting into the zone. Like I know what works as far as coping skills. I know what doesn't. And I know what she needs when she's in that part of her life. And for him, I had no idea. I had no idea how to be this person for him. And I would take advice from people. And it didn't really seem... At the time, obviously, they had more experience than I have, as this is my second relationship in my entire fucking life. They seemed more experienced. Some of these people that I was receiving um, advice from, they were married. So I'm just like, oh, okay, well, I guess, you know, like this is a married person. They have a pretty successful marriage. So perhaps this is this is some sage advice. And, you know, when I talked to him about this. I gave him a couple days. It just seemed like he wanted to isolate himself and be distant. And he wasn't being very vocal with me about wanting his distance. So I wasn't entirely sure what he wanted. So I just gave it to him. And 
I just kind of said, let me know when you're ready for me. When you're ready for me, I'm going to be here for you because I'm not really sure what it is I should be doing right now. And if you need your space, I'm going to give it to you. And so he was just like, hey, um, I'm ready to see you now, basically, because he ended up texting me a day later and uh, opened up about a little bit that he was just not really feeling himself and kind of explained to me a little bit about what's been going on. And I wanted to be understanding. And this was my initial reaction that I should have been more patient with him because God knows he had been patient with me. I should have been more patient with him. And I wasn't. After he was kind of telling me what he was going through, I said, listen, I'm going to tell you right now that this was pretty fucking disrespectful that you were like basically ignoring me while you were going through this thing. Like, I understand you're going through this shit, but, you know, it's not cool to leave me on the sidelines like you did. And I made it about myself. And he did not take that very well, of course, as you would imagine. And I'm just like, let's just like lay back. Let's just chill out. Let's just relax, right? And this must have been the straw that broke the camel's back because shortly afterwards, we're in bed and I'm just like lying with him, which is like, well, should I say it was my favorite place to be was in his arms. It's just, I'm a naturally dominant woman. And it takes a dominant man to sort of chill me out. And that's exactly like what he would do. Like he would make me feel like I would be in charge but I really wasn't. And that's exactly the type of shit that I wanted. Like I wanted somebody to be like, okay, I'm going to let you pretend like you call the shots, but we really know what's really going on. And that's, that's exactly what I wanted. Like, I don't mind. I don't mind taking the backseat, but you're going to have to put me there because I'm not going to go there myself. So if you're going to drive, then you're going to have to take the wheel. Otherwise I'm going to, I'm staying in the seat. And that's kind of what he would do. And I'm just like, oh, my God, like, this is the shit. So I'm just like laying in his arms, whatever. We are getting to the part where we're about to bang and we're like banging. And it was fucking awesome, like always. And I'm just like, oh, I love you. And he never said it back. And so I just fucking knew it. Like I knew that that was the end of us. And we talked about it like after we, like after we were done, after I came and he came, we we're talking. And he just kind of said, like, I think we're two completely different people. I just don't think us being together is a great idea. I just don't see this working out and I'm like what the fuck you know in the beginning of our relationship I had my doubts like right after I asked him to be my boyfriend I was fucking freaking out I'm like oh my god dude we're like fucking different people is this gonna work like how could this 
work. We're completely different people. Like you are the complete opposite of somebody I would ever date. And he convinced me that it would work and that if we worked hard and were there for each other, this would work out. And I believed him. And so I stuck with it and I tried and I tried. And, you know, uh, now I'm fucking in love with this guy. And now he's telling me we're two fucking different people. And I'm just like, you're fucking breaking up with me for something that I told you months ago when I told you we were two different people. And you're like, no, no, no. My gut feeling is we're meant to be together, whatever. Now he's like, my gut is telling me that this isn't going to work. And I'm just like, I don't fucking believe your gut because now <laughs> your gut first said that we should be together. Now your gut is saying that we this isn't going to work. We need another compass here because this one is is not it, this is lying we i cannot trust your gut <laughs> and obviously neither can you so whatever we ended up like breaking up and he's just like i think we're two different people and you have like this like crazy career drive and excessive ambition and i'm just like what the fuck like how is that even a fault? Like, how can you even, like, fault somebody for having those things? Like, that's, I would think those were like, great qualities to fight in a person. And it goes back to him thinking, like, I wanted these material things. Like, I wanted this fucking lavish life. I wanted, you know, this, like, fucking 18 million bedroom apartment and, or a house and, you know, a pool. Well, I do want a pool, but it doesn't have to be a big one. But anyway... <laughs> And I'm just like, you know, that's like not it at all. And we just try to, I'm just like, okay, maybe he just needs some time. I don't know what's going on. Like maybe like he just needs some time to kind of get it together, whatever, you know, because this guy's awesome. He's awesome. I'm awesome. Two fucking awesome people. I mean, like what could go wrong, right? And our connection is ridiculous. Like our Sexual chemistry is ridiculous. The way we can get along with each other is ridiculous. So I'm just like thinking to myself, like, of course, like, this has got to work. Like, I just got to give him some time. So I give him some time. And we had broken up a couple days before Valentine's Day. And uh, he had made reservations at a restaurant and stuck to his word. And we still went to have dinner. And I kind of laid it out there. And I'm just like, that's not what I want. I don't want to have this like big ass house. Like I value experiences more than materialistic things. Like I value a fucking vacation over a handbag. I value financial stability over a big ass house I can't afford. Those are the things that I value more. And I let him know like, hey, like it's not that I want these things I said, making money is important to me because I never had it. I grew up poor and now my parents are doing fucking fantastic because they don't have like all these kids to take care of. But, you know, like they're in their best spot right now. They're living their best life. And I don't want to wait until I'm retired to be able to live my best life. I want to start working on living my best life now. And those are the things that I discussed with him about. I 
want to be financially stable. I want to be financially secure and I want us to be able to grow together. And I let him know loving, being in a loving relationship, being in a secure relationship, having this like honesty and loyalty and this partnership, like that's what matters to me most. If you can take care of my kid the way you would take care of your own kid, that's all I can ask for. And it just didn't seem like, I I just don't know. Like he said he was able to give me those things, but he just didn't see us being in a relationship. He just didn't see us working out. And I just, I couldn't believe like, what the fuck? Like, are we seriously breaking up again? But like this time it's fucking for real. So we're done, right? At this point, we're broken up and we're just like done. We're over it. And, you know, it was it was hard for me. I mean, it's still hard at this point because I was content being single for 14 years and not worrying about somebody and not having these emotions. Like, sure, I miss like, you know, wanting to like snuggle with somebody or watch a movie but that's why I had like these fucking bozos that I was like hanging out with like if I wanted to go to the fucking movies go through my phone and boom pick one out go to the movies you know there were times where I hadn't even cooked for almost like six months because like every night I was going on a date and obviously my dates had food so (laughs) Um, I'm not going to go on a date and not benefit me. So <laughs> shitty as it sounds, but yeah, so it was just like, that was the kind of life that I was living. Like I knew I was going to be the old woman who lived in a shoe. That was it. And I was fine with it. I was okay with that. I was okay with being able to do whatever the fuck I wanted and not having to check in with anybody. And then this fucking bastard comes in my life and ruins it. He fucking shakes it all around. And now he's gone. Now, my favorite place to be in his arms is gone. Now, I can't, I don't have any arms to sleep in. Now, I'm just like fucking trying to figure out what I'm going to do with my nights when I can't sleep. And so I'm just like, I'm lost, right? I feel like my life is unraveling. What am I going to do? How am I going to live? Like, this is fucking stupid. I've never in my life experienced a breakup before, right? And I would always like think to myself, like, what the fuck was Adele feeling when she wrote Rolling in the Deep or... When Gwen Stefani was like writing about her breakups in Tragic Kingdom, like what the fuck was she thinking? Like what was she feeling? And well, now I fucking know. And it sucks. And if I could write a fucking song, I would probably win a Grammy. (laughs) But I can't write songs. So there it goes. There's my Grammy. But yeah, so like now, I mean, he's still fucking awesome. He's great. And, you know, at this point, we're friends, right? And we're remaining amicable. Like, this was an amicable breakup. I, you know, I'm not going to hate him for having his feelings. And I'm sure he doesn't hate me for how I feel. And being in a relationship is just, like, 
happiness in the arrangement wasn't there anymore. So I can't fault him if he wasn't happy. I'm not sure if he was happy or not, but you're not going to break, break up with somebody if you are. So I'm not punishing him for that. And now we're friends, right? He hits me up and he says, did you take my Kama Sutra book? And I'm just like, what the fuck? Like, I'm thinking to myself, what the fuck? And I text him back and I'm like, is this a serious question? Exactly in that tone. Like, and he's like, yeah. Did you take my Kama Sutra book? I'm like, are you asking me if I stole your fucking sex book? And he's like, I'm not asking if you stole it. I'm asking if you borrowed it and forgot to tell me or took it and didn't let me know. And I'm like, that's what the fuck stealing is. And no, I didn't fucking steal your sex book, you know. <laughs> and this is a couple weeks ago. And so we're already broken up like a month at this point. And I'm just like what the fuck? Like, why would you ask me that? And so I just, I just tell him, uh, no, I didn't take your fucking sex book. And you know, I have minimal sexual experiences. So why the fuck would I take this fucking Kama Sutra book? Like you're acting like I'm taking this fucking Kama Sutra book. Like I'm going to like this, I'm going to use this as a study guide to help me navigate through my single life now. What the fuck? And so he's just like, well, I was looking for it and I couldn't find it. And I was like, okay, like, what the fuck do you want me to do? And he's like, well, you're the only one that's been in my house. So common sense would say it was you that took it. And I'm just like, dude, you fucking moved your bookshelves like to feng shui your house. So how the fuck are you going to say that that book hadn't been moved in four years when you just fucking moved the bookcase? Like, what the fuck? And he was just like, well, I want the book or whatever, you know? And I was just like, well, I hope you really fucking find it because it sounds like uh, you're really missing it. And I, I hope I, I'm saying this in the most sincerest and serious way possible, because it really does sound like you're missing that book. And, and I, I hope you fucking find it. And he's just like, well, it's not that I missed that book, but wouldn't you want to keep track of something that you had? And I'm just like, the fuck, you know? And I'm just like, dude, like, why would you even ask that? I was like, why would you even ask me if I took your book? And he's like, well, when should I have asked? I'm like, fucking never. Like, why would you even ask? Take it as a loss and just be fucking done with the book. Because now at this point, like, he's being serious that this book is missing. And I'm thinking to myself, why the fuck are you looking for this Kama Sutra book? And, like, why are you telling me that you're, like, specifically looking for this fucking Kama Sutra book? And he's just like, well, I wasn't looking for it. I was looking for a book that was next to it. And it's not there. And I'm thinking to myself, yeah, okay. Fucking looking for a book that was right next to it. And you just happen to know in the dusty spot that it was there for four years, the Kama Sutra book is missing. And you're just like, I'm going on a manhunt. Where the fuck is my Kama Sutra book? And I'm just like, I don't know what the fuck. A book report must be due on this book. What is going on? He needs a book it sticker for this fucking Kama Sutra book. I don't understand why there's so much emphasis going on with this Kama Sutra book. And I was just like, dude, if I would have seen this fucking Kama Sutra book, you know I would have said some shit because I'm fucking nosy. And I would have told you, why the fuck do you got this Kama Sutra book? Or I would have fucking peeped through it. And I didn't see it. And so he was just like, he fucking went in on my ass. 
it was just a mess, right? And so I'm like, I can't believe it. I can't believe you just did this to me. Because now I'm thinking, this fucking fool's looking for this Kama Sutra book. Because he's trying to hint at me that he's like fucking other bitches. Because obviously, he never used, we never fucking looked at this Kama Sutra book. So I would never have known that he would have had it. So I'm like, oh, okay. So now this motherfucker's out there gallivanting with this fucking Kama Sutra book that he wanted. And now he can't because he don't have it. And so I'm just like, if... And I'm thinking to myself, if you moved on and you're like fucking other girls, that's awesome. But don't invite me into that because I don't want to know what the fuck you're doing. I don't want to know that you're fucking out there like fucking other girls, especially if we're friends at this point. So don't try to hint at me that you're fucking like seeing other girls or fucking other girls. And now you're just like, you don't want to come out and say it, but you're fucking out there doing this shit and you're just want me to fucking read context clues. So then he goes in on me talking about, oh, you're making this all about yourself and you turn it into something that it's not. If you have a fucking guilty conscience, then, you know, then you're guilty of something. And I'm just like, dude, what the fuck? Like, you're hinting at me that you're looking for this fucking Kama Sutra book and I'm thinking you're trying to tell me that you're fucking other bitches. That's what I'm thinking. And he's just like, well, I was just looking for my book. I'm just trying to see where it's at. And I'm trying to keep track of it. And I'm just like, oh, my God. Okay, fine. Fine, fine, fine. I don't want to get into it with this guy because obviously, you know, I still care about him and I still love him. And I don't want there to be like any bad blood between us because, I mean, we broke up so amicable. Like our breakup was very amicable and it was so like if I ever I mean, if anybody ever broke up, I feel like that's how you should have broken up. And it was just like, okay, I don't want to have this bad blood. So if I wasn't trying to challenge you, I was just in my feelings because this is how I felt about this fucking book that was missing or that you were looking for this book. And that's just like, this is what I was feeling when you told me. And I'm just like, and I apologize if I took your words out of context, but I was considerably upset and I you know I shouldn't have made these assumptions whatever and he didn't say much he didn't respond and so I gave it a couple hours and the next day I'm just like yo how are you feeling you know I was just like are you still at a 10 or do you need an exorcism fucking guy never texted me back I don't know if he ever got exercised or what but whatever So now we're not fucking friends and fucking it sucks because I'm just like, what the hell? Like this guy was like an awesome person. And now there's like this rift between us over some fucking book that I've never seen. And now like I wish I seen it because like I'm so desperate now to see what the fuck this book was about um, or what it contained inside that he had to have it and ruined our fucking friendship over because this fucking book was just, I don't know. I, I don't know if it was made out of like 24 karat gold. I have no fucking idea. But this book was that important to him. And now we're not even fucking talking and we're not fucking friends. And I'm 
going through this fucking heartbreak and it fucking sucks. And this is where I'm at in my life right now. Now that we're not friends, we're not talking, and I just like got it in my head that there's no hope for us left. We're not even gonna fucking like have the possibility of any sort of reconciliation in the future. Like that's it. Like he and I are fucking done. And coming to the realization fucking sucks. And in the meantime, I'm just like, you know, what am I going to do? Fucking sit in my room all day and just like fucking cry or what? You know, so naturally I fucking start going through my phone. I start going through my phone and I'm like, who am I going to call or what's going to happen? Right. Like not necessarily that I want to fucking go out on a date, but just somebody to kind of like take my mind off of what I've been going through or like what I've been feeling. And so I'll continue with that on the next episode. And again, thank you so much for listening to my pendejadas. And again, you can follow me on Instagram. You can follow me on Snapchat at beatrobot, all one word. And I look forward to sharing more of my fucking pendejadas with you all. Um, I promise I'm done talking about love after this. <laughs> but yeah, um, I look forward to sharing more with you. Again, you can uh, submit any stories uh, via my Instagram or send me some screenshots on Snapchat. I remove all personal information, so don't be afraid to share something. Um, no one will know it was you. I mean, unless you told people, but then again, uh, who knows? But yeah, as far as I do not share any personal information with anyone, uh, all personal identifiers will be removed. So again, thank you so much for listening, and I'm done with this episode <laughs> and hopefully you all can tune into the next one thank you so much for joining me have a good night